And welcome back. You're listening to The Frittle Show on 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio here in Las Vegas. I'm so excited today. I've been trying for over a year to get a regular guest, and I think we finally found one. This is Billy Hallowell. Billy is the senior editor over at faithwire.com and the author of the new Armageddon Code. Dun, dun, dun. It's a longtime Twitter friend and ally, if you will, though we've never actually met in person. So, Billy, thanks for being here. How are you today? I'm good. I know. It's so funny how you can know people for years. There was somebody this week I, I've known for seven years, and I finally met them in person. And it, it's just so funny how that happens. But it, it is. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I and I love that about Twitter is you can literally, like you said, quote unquote, know people for so long without ever having met them. And people are like, oh, how do you know that person? I'm like, um, well, I don't, it, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, I know, it's funny. And I think, obviously, in the world we're living in now, with the way people collaborate and discuss things, it, it's so funny. And I also love the way that you, with the Armageddon code, the dun-dun-dun, it's great. I yeah, uh, you know, it's it's radio, so you have to do something. You and I have the drama, I love it. You, you have to, and since I produce my own stuff and I can't, you know, have you plugged in right now and run my soundboard and have music effects i just have to add them myself i love it yeah I love it. yeah so okay first off let's talk about faithwire like what it is because I've, I've mentioned it before i've referenced your articles many times on my show it's faithwire.com and your sub line if you will is news with a purpose so but what is faithwire you know, so basically, we're a, we're a news site, and I think we, we really kind of cover a lot of things. We cover some sports stories, culture, but it's all through the lens of, of faith. And really, the intended audience are Christians of all stripes, people who care about faith, who are interested about what's going on, but are looking for a great place to go for news. And mm-hmm. three of the members of our team... Um, our people, we all work together at The Blaze. So I was at The Blaze for five years. I managed faith content over there. And so a lot of the things that we sort of discovered about how Christians consume news and what they're looking for, we've been able to carry over to Faithwire, which is really exciting. And so our intended audience, like I said, broadly, you know, Christians, but also more specifically, millennials and younger Christians, mm-hmm. and younger people in general. I mean, you don't have to be a Christian to read Faithwire, but I think the, the content you're going to find there um, if you're a, a Christian, is going to really uh, be, be stuff that you're interested in reading. And so that's our goal. And we've had a really good time. We've only been around for a couple of months, so we're, we're relatively new. Um, but we're seeing a lot of growth and I think excitement that there's another site out there. And there's lots yeah. of great websites in the faith space. But I think we're trying to do some different things that, than maybe some of them are currently doing. Definitely. And you guys, did you found Faithwire, the three of you? No, no, we did not. We did not find found it. We um, we're basically part of a broader you know, coalition, um, and there's a team behind it, a great team behind it. In fact, some of the people who uh, were once with the Blaze um, are also you know behind this project. But sure. you know, I'm the I'm the third team member here, so we've got a small staff, and we're able to do a lot with that with that small staff, which I love. And it's it's an incredibly I think faith news is a really interesting area that's so many, um, you know, websites out there, they just either don't do a good job of it, they ignore it, or they miss the mark. You know, there's, yeah. there's good ones, like, you know, there's Charisma, there's Christian Post, but I think the mainstream media has really had a hard time understanding faith. And so, you know, our goal as, as people of faith, you know, we're all people of faith, but it's just, you know, to be able to present news in a fair way, I mean, it's fair news, presenting a story, but doing it 
for the for an audience that really wants that and there isn't a lot out there to, to represent them no there really isn't and that's what i love is that you guys address things like you said there are other you know christian news outlets if you will but many of them for one reason or another, don't necessarily address actual cultural events, or they just fail to recognize the faith aspect of it, or or different things. Like you guys talk about, you know, Chris Pratt, and um, uh, like everybody talks about Fixer Upper, but you guys talk about Chris Pat Pratt, and you talk about um, Patricia Heaton, and things like that that maybe other faith news sites aren't going to pick up on, or when they do, it'll be you know two weeks from now when. It's not really relevant anymore. And I don't mean that to put anyone else down, but I think it's very obvious from your site. It's so clean and so um, well done, I think, and relevant to right now that it's really good. I think you guys have hit on something huge here. Well, I appreciate that. You know, and, and I think the background that everybody has in news and just kind of getting things up fast, you know, that's something that I think everybody, especially local outlets, you know, really can... You know, we have a lot to learn still, but I think everyone can kind of learn from, okay, how fast. It's important to get a story up when it still matters, and I think mm-hmm. that's what you were just speaking to. You know, and also, I mean, we cover a wide range of things. I think so many sites are afraid to cover viral, fun stories because they have to be so serious. But sure. you know, we do a lot of the Middle East. We do a lot of very serious stories. We also do some really fun ones. Yeah, we also, I mean, look, I, I sat down for three hours with Pastor Paula White the other day. Who, she's very controversial. A lot of Christians don't like her. They feel she's a prosperity preacher and that she's, you know, there's lots of different words that people have used to describe her. But, <laughs> you know, we, we allow people to, okay, well, what's, what's her story? And we, we've interviewed her. We have two stories coming out based on those interviews, and one is already out. Um, and, and letting people, you know, sort of say, okay, well, this is what I believe, this is what I think, and one big thing that um, you know, I hope we can do more of is having people like Paula White and one of her critics have a discussion, not a fight, not a screaming match, sure. but come on a podcast, have a discussion, and, and really let people hear both sides of what's going on there. I think that's the kind of stuff we need to be willing to do, is to listen and, and have those conversations and those discussions, and our role isn't to tell people what to think, it's to present that information, but again, to make sure we're presenting the information we know the audience wants to wants to hear. And also, I think this is really important, and this doesn't happen in media, to make sure we understand what the audience actually believes and who they are. Mm. Uh, because there's a lot of misrepresentation that goes on across the board um, of Christians. And I, and I think that's been obviously a huge problem among Christians and why, why so many don't trust the media and don't trust Hollywood be, because of those misrepresentations. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's so well said. And I think, you know, to touch on two things you mentioned there. First off, I think, you know, you guys, so many people talk about being fair and balanced and presenting all the news, and I feel that very few actually do that. But when you do something like Faithwire, and then you're, you're branding yourself right off the bat as, hey, this is a, this is a news site for people of faith, essentially, um, then I think you'll, you'll get those people that say, well... I don't think this is appropriate for you to be talking about on a website that's supposed to be faith news. But as a news outlet, your job is to simply report what's happening in the world today. And then the second thing is that people, you know, I think Christians or, you know, maybe non-Christians are, are saying, well, you're supposed to be unbiased. So how can you report news from a, from a Christian perspective? And I think, yeah, okay, I see where you're going with that. But doesn't every reporter inherently have some type of bias that's going to come out in their writing? So if we're looking for Christian 
perspective on things. Isn't it good for us to have a place to go where people say, hey, we're not hiding it. We're, we're faith-based, and this is what we're talking about. I think that's such a good point. I mean, one thing I've always argued, because I, I went to journalism school, and I, I was told you can't have any views, you can't have any opinions. And I've always thought it was so silly, because we all have views and opinions. Every mm-hmm. reporter and journalist does. Most of them... They tend to be more liberal than not. And, you know, the majority will say, oh, well, we're, we're moderate. But I think when you're living in New York City or Atlanta <laughs> or some other big city, that moderate is not really moderate. Um, and so, you know, in, in this bubble, um, it's really easy to pretend you don't have a viewpoint. Whereas my, my view on this has always been I actually trust outlets more when I know where they stand. Mm-hmm. So I can go to the Huffington Post and read it or BuzzFeed and read it and be like, okay, you know what? I understand where they're coming from. I understand there's a perspective there. And I end up trusting people more when I know what they believe, especially if they're fair. So let's say I know a reporter is liberal or conservative, and I read a report that was fairly worded, that presented the information on both sides, that didn't try to, unless it was an op-ed, you know, change people's minds in some way. I actually trust that more than not knowing. That's just where I am on this. So... You know, for me, it's like, of course, you know, look, there, there's a bias in that the audience, there's an intended audience for this information. The information is going to be geared towards them. But I think you can trust sites more when you know that. So not everybody agrees with that. I think there's a lot of old school mentality out there of saying, well, you just can't, have, there can be no viewpoint at all that that person can have. I just think that's not realistic. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, especially with the millennial generation, I think you're really hitting on something there where, our our age group is like, hey, I don't really care. Just tell me what you think, and then I'm more inclined to listen to you if I know that, like you said, I go to Huffington Post all the time. I go to the Hill, but I know where they're coming from, and I know they're not, well, they may be saying that they're <laughs> fair and balanced, but I know that they're not, and I'm okay with that because I know what perspective they're coming from. But I, I think it's awesome. Everyone should check out faithwire.com, but now we'll we'll transition in a very abrupt, non-smooth horrible radio transition, you're welcome, uh, to to the actual stories of the week, because that's what we're going to do. We'll have you on to talk about what's been happening uh, in the week in news and just maybe some fun things that people haven't heard this angle or that angle of it. And I wanted to start, of course, with Coach Dabo. I mean, I don't, I, I don't follow college football. I'm not a big college football fan. I love the NFL, but college football, eh. But his speech after they won the national championship, I was like, who is this guy? I need to find out more about this man. And so I did, and I talked about him a little bit earlier in the week, but there was a story that you had up on Faithwire that I didn't know, and I want you to tell that. It's the story of when he stood up to atheists. Yeah, and this was originally reported by National Review to give them some some credit, and then we sort of dove into it after they did. And he, um, so basically, uh, Dabo ended up getting a letter from the Freedom from Religion Foundation, and it's an atheist organization out in Wisconsin. I'm sure you're familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been going after football programs for a while now and basically trying to find any program in a public school that has a chaplain and that they can then go and say, well, you know, you're violating the Constitution by, you know, the First Amendment, by having prayer, having religion, um, and sort of making players feel like they need to be Christian or they need to participate in order to play or in order to be good members in standing. And so they'll make these accusations. And look, I, you know, every once in a while there's something they say that maybe there's some validity to But in this sure. case, they went after um, this particular coach and went after Clemson and said, hey, you need to stop doing this, you need to stop prayer, you 
need to stop having these you know Christian activities. Now, usually what happens is universities or schools get afraid and they don't want to have a lawsuit, and so they'll back down. They'll tell, and we saw this with um, Coach Joe Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was out in Washington State telling him he couldn't pray at the 50-yard line after a high school football game. You know, they will. The district will step in to avoid a lawsuit, but. What happened here was instead of doing that, the coach doubled down, and the dis and the, not the district, but the university wrote a letter back defending him and saying, mm. "Hey, he hasn't done anything wrong. He, you know, we haven't violated anything. This is all voluntary. Nobody has to be a Christian to play on the football team. These activities are voluntary." And and so the Freedom from Religion Foundation backed off after that, and that's usually a good indication that there might not actually be a good case. Um, <laughs> Or there might not be anybody willing, because they can't just go in and, and sue. They need somebody they need a plaintiff. They need somebody to you know, complain to them, and there had been no complaints. And so you know, it, I think it's a lesson in that you know, sometimes when you stand by your values and you stand up, you can stop some of these things, and, and that's what he did. And I think it's pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing, and it's, it's a fun story to, to sort of look at and look back at, because this happened, I think, in 2014. Yeah, it's a great story. And what I love about this, and what this is the thing about Faithwire that I really love and why I go to you guys all the time, is that we hear all the stories about the coaches that back down. All the stories where leftists or people that want to suppress what I would say would be free speech or freedom of religion, we hear all those. Those all make the headlines. Oh, this coach was praying and now he can't anymore. We don't hear the stories like this one where someone actually stands up and says no and wins the argument, yeah. and it just goes away. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the, you know, one of the things, if it bleeds, it leads. That's always been the line, and I think we have seen, even when I was at The Blaze, we would cover a lot of negative stories, and because, mm-hmm. let's face it, a lot of news is negative. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you cover that, and people will read it, but I think there was a turning point where a lot of us realized that these stories of goodness and people overcoming the odds and people finding God, that those stories really do resonate, and people want to read them. And, you know, there, there's a huge effort on my part, and I know on our team's part, to present those stories, I think, in in a way that, you know, people want to read them, and they're intrigued, and they're inspired. And I think this is just a fun one where people are like, oh, wow, maybe you don't have to back down. Maybe you don't have to stop having faith, as long as you're not doing anything illegal, and you're not violating, you know, this. Sure, um, yeah atheist group's perception of what the First Amendment is, and then you're okay. So I was looking for a way to word that, and, you know. Uh, but, but here, you know, th- these are the stories that we want to be telling, so I appreciate that, and I love that, that you've, you've seen that. Yeah, okay, so let's, uh, we'll hit a couple more here, and then I'll have to let you go, because I know your time is very valuable, and you have to, you know, go and, and write more things that we can talk about <laughs> later. Um, Patricia Heaton, love her. She was on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, now The Middle, which, by the way, The Middle, yes. Um she, do you get that reference? If you don't get that reference, we may not be I friends. I know, I totally, I, I am an obsessive middle okay. watcher. So All right. I'm waiting for the next season to be cleared to go, <laughs> so I'm hoping. <laughs> so, but Patricia Heaton, she's in the news again because she happened to mention something about life and the rights of the unborn. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, before I even get into that story, poor Patricia Heaton, because she did an interview with The Blaze a few years ago, and the quotes that she gave us about being pro-life, because she's pro-life, were, they just keep appearing in almost every interview that I read, uh, because they were just so, her quotes were so good, it wasn't what, anything we had done, yeah. um, and, and I just keep seeing that, but yeah, she will frequently tweet out her support for crisis pregnancy centers, mm-hmm. and, and will frequently discuss being pro-life, which is obviously extremely rare for somebody in Hollywood, yeah. and 
you know, not just somebody in Hollywood, somebody who has her position in Hollywood. I mean, she's been on TV forever in very big, iconic roles, like Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, and so she, she tweeted a few things um, this past week. She tweeted the March for Life. Um, she, she also tweeted, she actually retweeted them. She also tweeted something that I think will rile a lot of people's feathers, and it was, quote, life begins at conception, said mm-hmm. every scientist ever. And <laughs> it, was, it was that quote uh, that caught a number of outlets' attention and, and caught my attention, and I thought, wow, this is really interesting. Uh, and so, you know, she, of course, gets pushed back. I, I noticed a few groups you know, responding and saying, well, why don't you talk about, you know, gay rights or these other issues? And, um, you know, Heaton is very interesting. I don't know where she exactly stands on, on other things, but one thing is for sure, uh, she's an outspoken Christian, and she's somebody who will defend the unborn. And I think you know, just noting that, that's been one of our biggest stories the last couple of days, because, again, people see something positive there. They see somebody in Hollywood who's standing up for some of the values that they believe in, and we don't have to make that an op-ed. We can just cover it, which is what mm-hmm. we did, and, and people are intrigued and interested in that, and so I love it. Yeah, I love it, too. And honestly, it makes me, even though I enjoy The Middle and Everybody Loves Raymond, it makes me want to watch them even more because it's like, hey, here's an actress who's standing up for what she believes in and not backing away from it. And she's successful. I think it's it's fantastic. I love how just watching her life and career be blessed as she takes these stands. But um, okay, last one for today so we can let you go my favorite news story that you guys had up from this past week is from my home state and it's about a gentleman named Shelley Schellenberger which by the way is about the most Pennsylvania name you could ever come up with um, so Shelley Schellenberger tell us about this 94 year old former pastor and what he's doing I just I love this story because it shows that you're never too old to make a difference yeah. and you have this guy as you just mentioned who's 94 years old and at 94, gosh, you're, you're lucky to be alive. And to be, to, be, to be knitting hats. I mean, this is a guy, a former pastor, who learned how to knit because he wanted to help people in need. And they take these hats, they ship them off to Eastern Europe through Christian Aid Ministries, a Christian group, um, and, and they send them off to people who are cold, who need them. And it's such a simple act. I mean, that's what I love about it. He makes a hat every one or two days. He finishes one. And I think he's done over, like, I think at 1,150. That was the count that was out there. That He's knitted that many hats over the years. And it's just like, you know, you think, okay, you're old. You could sit at home and watch TV. You could sit at home and and do nothing. Um, And and some people can't physically do anything. But this is a guy who can, and he's using the remaining ability that he, he has to make it make a difference in people's lives and I think it's amazing. It is and I loved reading this story because like you said he's 94 years old and this isn't something that he does as a as a regular activity necessarily it's not something that he's specifically trying to accomplish but he said that it's just a matter of in his free time when he has free time he just knits hand knits these hats for people and he finishes one hat every one to two days like that's an awesome thing (laughs) he's 94 years old and doing this i love this story what a way to reinvest in people exactly and i think again these are stories you find locally and this is a local news story but it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. something you're going to see nationally but i think we why not why can't why can't we see these stories nationally why can't we have something positive outside of the crazy political year that you know we all had and we all went through i just think you know we need we need more of it it's simple and simple stories are sometimes good so and we get inspired by somebody who's much older than us and 
admittedly is doing more than I am to help people right now. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, um, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, that is fantastic. And that is another that again, I, I can't I could keep saying it, but I won't. <laughs> but that's what I love about Faithwire. I love having a place where we can go and we can read about good news, like you said, that you might hear about on the local level, but that you wouldn't know. Like, I wouldn't know that story. Even though I'm from Pennsylvania, I would have no idea that this man existed except for Faithwire. So I love that, and I love that we have this place that we can go and read about what's happening in culture, like with Coach Dabo and Patricia Heaton, and that it's all in one place. You guys have just done an awesome fantastic job awesome fantastic that was my almost trump uh ism like for the day that. i like you know, um, awesome fantastic sounds good it's smooth, it's smoother than some of the ones he's come up okay with, so all I right like it. i'll, I'll take it. it i'll take it all right <laughs> okay we got to take a break we'll have billy again next week you're on twitter is it billy is it your last name hallowell or hallowell how do you pronounce it hallowell billy hallowell yep okay so you're on twitter at billy hallowell right I am. I am. Please feel free to follow. Yes, everyone go follow Billy or come back and haunt you after I die, if I can (laughs) figure out who you are that aren't paying attention to me on the radio. All right. Thanks, Billy. We'll be back in just a minute. This is KVXL 101.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio in Las Vegas. All right. That's it. 